And Rowan. Yes. Rowan, uh, you could just call me Gordon. And why is and why is that, Kai? Because as of August eleventh, I have surpassed one thousand success, successful phishing scams. What? <laughs> you can call me. I'm like I'm the Gordon Fisherman. topic for today oh yes uh so uh today we are um talking about something that is very close to the heart of everyone involved in the simon amy institute uh, uh, after numerous incidents but perhaps we should take a backtrack because uh, astute longtime listeners of the program might wonder why simon amy's signature is just above just above the eureka cast now yes logo it was it was shocking to for me to see that i uh I, I didn't know what to do. I, I, I had sort of a panic. It was sort of like a dream uh, where, like, you're at school and uh, your test, uh, you're not wearing pants, and also your test is your pants. It's sort of a situation like that. Um, but it happened in real life, and this is, this is a reality that I'm living every single day. Right. Well, well, you know, with this, as we come into this new season, as we come into this new chapter in the program, it's important not to, to reflect too long on the past, lest we be absorbed by it and never see the future. But the short version of the story is, is that after the issues with uh, the show being minted to the BrickLink blockchain, um, sunflower seed based future, sorry, sunflower seed oil based futures. Yeah, the, sun, the sunflower chain. I happened to bring up with the man Simon Amy himself at a Who staff o- meeting. owns the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Science? Well, he founded it. Own implies a certain level of hierarchy that, um, you know, he's more of a facilitator than an owner. But sure. yes, it, it does. A for-profit business it, that he is the owner of. It, he, he, it, he, it bears his namesake. But I was speaking with him, and I described the program. Uh, I don't get a lot of opportunity to talk with the man. He's very busy. Mm-hmm. But I, when I did, I, I like to keep him abreast of what's going on because, uh, you know, Eureka Cast now is a part of the wider learning, education, light-bringing uh, work that the Institute does. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I was a little insulted at first when it seemed as though he didn't really know about this at all, what I was doing. Um, but then when I really got into the reads and explained the situation and sort of the potential of this uh, new way in which we are bringing to people the opportunity to learn, we are bringing information and science and technology. Yeah, totally and new ways in using new media. Um, exactly. It's never done, been done before. Right. And, and Simon Amy himself was really, really interested in, in radio, um, and its abilities to, to discuss, uh, to, to bring conversations, good conversations, good information to individuals in a way that he Rowan, was not familiar with. Did you just say he, you said he was interested. So he's interested. So obviously, uh, we, we have this program. It goes out on, uh, on twitch.tv slash AWCYFM. Uh, it goes out in a variety of other, uh, you know, Tech Brothers based uh, applications. But you're saying the thing that interested him the most about how this program was presented was the fact that we are using radio. Yes, uh, f- uh, FM radio. I don't. 
I don't want to detract from what we're here to actually talk about, but uh-huh. there is some very interesting, um, some very compelling data out there that with electromagnetic waves in the radio spectrum, there is an enhancement to uh, learning. There is an enhancement to the absorption of information. And it seems as though there is a uh, uh, some sort of benefits that can often be uh, brought from uh, the application of radio waves. Uh-huh. And, you know, and it, it took and it took this show for Simon Amy to consider radio as a, as a viable medium. Well, medium of communication, certainly. How how old is this man exactly? Well, that's you should never ask a you should never ask a thought leader never, his age. Never that's ask very, a shaman his age. But in any case, um, he did uh, ultimately decide that the show was uh, worthwhile and uh, snapped up the uh, crypto. Uh, th- I had to help him a little bit, and we had to get some grad students in because, frankly, I don't understand the blockchain. But the long and short of it is, is that Simon Amy is now the sole proprietor of Eureka Cast. Now, um, sure. it's associated uh, intellectual property assets and um, essentially all things that we say as we bear the name Simon Amy's Eureka cast now certainly and I'm just excited to be back on on the, with this channel uh, where we're able to talk about science and technology news um, it, it is it is quite interesting though uh, now I believe uh, uh, Simon Amy the man uh, is is choosing or at least the final arbiter of what our topics on each week's episode will be. Um, so it was it was in stark. It was a very interesting to me that the, the, the choice that he landed on for this week's episode. Well, you know, he is an, a rather inscrutable individual, and oftentimes, you know, wisdom can seem like foolishness when you first come across it, and sometimes foolishness can seem like wisdom down the line. In any case, mm-hmm. um, yes, uh, these are subjects that are handpicked uh, by the man himself, uh, you know, forwarded to us through various means. Where does he have the time? Where does he find the time to choose a topic? That's a great question. Something we've struggled with. Uh, Time and time again, it has proven to be an issue, but no longer because we are in the firm, wrinkled, yet taut hands. The leathery hands. Of Simon Amy himself. And he said that we should talk about extremism. And to go back to what I originally started with, extremism is a subject that we are all deeply concerned with not a day goes by where not necessarily in science and technology news but if you are you know step outside of that realm which uh-huh. i i am i do on occasion there is no shortage of extremist acts being reported on in the news um both your conventional mainstream media as well as your sort of more niche online uh methods of learning information of the Don't day you know Absolutely. And ever since the incident in 2006 at the Sweep Center, um, we have a great deal of vested interest. Um, I say we in the institutional sense the at Simon, Simon Amy. Amy Institute of Spirit Science. The Sleep Center at Simon Amy Institute. Uh, yes, uh, because we don't want to see an incident like that ever happen again. And okay. while I was not present for that, I, I do want to talk about... Um, well, I don't. It doesn't really matter what I want. Simon Amy would like us to talk about extremism. Why Ronald, it's did you have? Did you have some? I certainly. This is just sort of thrown on me. Did you have some uh, some discussion with Simon Amy about this being the topic? Did you have a soapbox that you? kind of needled in his ear about? Not entirely, but when um, we were given a number of options of things he wanted to discuss, I believe it was some sort of papyrus that was handed to me. Uh And going through it, we sort of had the opportunity to to sift through and, and see 
you know, get a little bit of feedback. And um, after the third or fourth thing that I offered was dismissed, uh, extremism was a subject that uh, that that was um, that I chose and had offered that uh, he said would be a wonderful place to start in his wisdom. And, and, And we will get to it. We will absolutely get to why I have a very personal story and interest in this. But first, I understand that you have a, um, a, a your own report, your own sort of viewpoint, because new media often does play into extremism and the Absolutely. promulgation of information on extremist acts. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, and Rowan, it's very important. Uh, and I, I think we can both agree uh, on this fact that sort of we see extremism in, in the world nowadays and we see that it's on the rise. Uh, it's only increasing the amount of extremism and the tools that extremists have at their disposal to do their extremism with. It's only on the rise. Uh, would you agree with that, Rowan? I would not. I, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. Um, the way that. Uh, the ease with which extremist content it can be achieved, even by those who are entirely out of, um, you know, out, have no idea what they're stumbling into. It's so easy to be exposed to this, this, uh, this, this content, this information. Um, absolutely, absolutely, Rowan. Um, Rowan, I agree. I agree. Extremism, it's on the rise, um, and I just have one thing to say about it. That's pretty awesome. Hell yeah. Extremism in science and technology. I'm glad that we focused on this topic. I'm glad that Simon and Amy finally landed on this topic because this is something that I've wanted to talk about for a while. Uh, well, extremism and, extremism and science and technology, uh, they've gone hand in hand uh, from the day when early man first performed uh, the front foot impossible on a mammoth bone that he found. Uh, all the way to the day that the the first man uh, looked at a looked at a you know standard bicycle, maybe a unicycle, maybe a bicycle with one of the with two seats on him, and he said, you know, I got a good idea. Let's remove the brakes. I think that will make things better. I, I think I'm that, talking, of course, of the BMX bike, uh, a notable a notable feature of extremists out there. I, so, um, I I don't think we're. I, I, th- I think there's been a miscommunication in all of this. I think I think this is the first time we've we're, we've communicated uh, in our our entire history of knowing each other, Rowan, when we were on the same page. Uh, of sh- course, but I the thing is, Rowan, be reviewing these before we l- go. The to The thing air. is, Rowan. Uh, let's start off with the data. You know me. I always like to start off with data. I love numbers. I love statistics. I love stats. I love graphs. Mm-hmm. I love visualizations. Right. Um. So let's start off uh, with uh, some stats that we've gotten uh, about Chicago and how extreme it truly is uh, from the Chicago Body Project. Yes, the long-standing Chicago Body Project. Um, great uh, work out there. Organizational friend of the program, um, colleagues of the show. Uh-huh. Uh, so let's let's talk about some data that we've uh, we've collected from their vast resources. Uh, first off, uh, they from the Chicago Body Project, uh, we've learned that about ninety percent of peaceable people have uh, recently found themselves experiencing thought patterns that they would describe as extreme uh, on a daily basis. That's very troubling. Very very troubling information. It's pretty yeah. It's it's wild. Uh, next up. Uh, you know, despite this, uh, however, only about forty-five uh, percent of Chicagoans would actually consider themselves extremist, and I—that's I, unfortunately low. I, I, that's that's it, it is an unfortunate number, um, shockingly unfortunate, one might say. Twenty-three percent of people are are in fact being extreme at this very moment. Hopefully, none of our listeners. 
hopefully, yes, you're right. Hopefully, all of our listeners. Uh, and and finally, uh, even so, despite the fact that these numbers uh, at least uh, owe a little bit to the extremist nature of our great city of Chicago, uh, a whopping thirty percent of of Chicagoans answered slightly to the question: Do you think extremism has any negative connotations? Well, I'd love to see the spread on the rest of the the the, the slightlies on that. Um, and yeah, so this is this is really unfortunate. I would I would hope hope that the number would be uh, lower. Um, and that's unfortunate given what we know about extremism being good. Uh, and now the heyday of doing kickflips off of a, ho- a homeless man and collecting all the letters of skate may be long gone. Uh, but we got to look at the bigger picture here. Extremism has really come uh, sort of into its own thanks to some new, uh, you know, revolutionary software. You know, we look at extremism then, and we look at extremism now. What am I seeing here, Kai? I, I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of things that I don't quite understand, especially in the context of extremism. So, you know, uh, extremism in the past, uh, we have a definition for it. But with the advent of the new media uh, and I guess radio, too, since that's uh, that's all the rage now, um, uh, we, we got to really talk about how new media has played into extremism and the major way that it has, at least recently, at least you can ask those Gen Zers out there, uh, is through TikTok. TikTok is, in fact, a sort of a breeding ground of extremism nowadays, uh, you know, for better and for best. So what? what do, uh, gone, 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 Rowan. Gone are the days of grainy extreme extremist videos of wannabe influencers with obscured faces and incomprehensible voices holding automatic weapons shot on $50 camcorders. Now with just a smartphone, we can shoot, adjust lighting, add a boomerang effect on there, change your clothes a few times for sort of no reason, uh, and then do a duet with somebody. Uh, maybe links uh, lip sync to a Taylor Swift song or a Peter Griffin quote, um, and really emphasize our extremist message. Thanks to the advent of of TikTok. So, um, the, uh, yes, I think in a way you are correct that um, these ideas, these extreme ideas, um, do often find, uh, oftentimes find a, a larger audience through. Uh, through this new media, through through the ability uh, for anyone to put their eyes on this and possibly emulate it, um, you know, descriptions uh, of extremism varying as they are, uh-huh. apparently. Um, so, so the business of extremism. What is this? Well, I'm, I'm looking at this this slide right now. Yeah, let's let, let's look at the the business of extremism. Sure. Uh, well, let's talk about. I want, what, frankly, is this is this like the drug trade in Colombia or, um, you know, poppies in, in for the Taliban? No. Let's talk about oh. the business of extremism. Uh, what I want to do is I want to talk about extremism uh, from the perspective, from from the the point of view of uh, of a business. So not only do people need to sort of uh, you know sort of need to be in the new media's, um, but also. It's very important that businesses stay extreme as well. Do you catch my drift? Oh, let's just keep this moving. It doesn't sound like you catch my drift. So what I'm going to do actually is I'm going to throw it over to my good old friend Tony Mena uh, from SmallBizTrends.com, who uh, who said that businesses should incorporate uh, incorporate themselves into uh, extremism on the new media for a number of factors, including number one maximizing their creativity. Now, of course, it's very important that businesses be creative, and TikTok is a great way for them to be uh, creative on. Um, So, of course, you know, 
you got to be you got to be uh, creative with your extremism uh, is what we're seeing here um, if you want to you know gain followers and 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 have people buy their, their products well I, I mean why I don't know. I think that that um, some brands might uh, shrink at the term that you're using as saying that they're they're putting out extremist extremist content. Um, um, well, they will until they see the numbers, because number two is, of course, reach more fe- people. Uh, thanks to TikTok algorithms and preferences, more people will see your brand um, if it is extreme. And affiliated with extremism. Yes. More people, it'll have more eyes, and that is always a good thing. That is, the, I mean, and that is what extremists want. They want they want more eyes. They want people to see their behavior. And number um, three, when you think of an extremist, uh, what name? Rowan, list the one word that you, the first word you think of. Dangerous. Uh, if you answered credible, <laughs> then you're absolutely correct because as a business with extremism on the new medias, you can increase your credibility um, as a business. It's the, it's the it's the easiest way to sort of fit into, as they say, the conversation. It's by being extreme on the new medias. Who is this Tony? Who is this Tony? Individual? Oh, Tony. Oh, Tony's a real bright guy. Uh, and number four, uh, you, if you want to, number, you know, uh, if you want to stay ahead of your competitors, I would recommend extremism. Like a, like a different militia or, or religious group? Um, just a different soft drink. If you want to stay ahead of the competitors out there, uh, then I would, I, would, uh, I would recommend extremism. Well, there, there. We heard it here first. For, we heard it here first, um, listeners. Uh, Kai Hubris um, quoting uh, small biz tech um, extremism the for good well, people at small biz tech. Yes. <laughs> advocating for extremism in small businesses. So, so it's an, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, TikTok, just like MTV, Call of Duty, and Red Bull before it, um, we can agree has revolutionized extremism. Uh, but it's not perfect. You know, there are pros and cons. There's an angel and demon on the TikTok. Uh, that's why um, I have a, I have another message for you. Yes. Um, well, on our very first our very first show back, uh, I am proud to announce that here at Tech Brothers New Media Labs, we've taken great strides to gamify extremism, and that's why I would like to introduce you to Tech Brothers' new short form video hosting and social media service Tech Talk, a direct competitor. To TikTok, but on a whole new level. Or is this is this where Tech Brothers New Media Labs has found itself um, after after losing all of their money? Uh, no, we are, we're we're actually all over the place. We, you could actually find us in a lot of places, and this is just one of them. All right, let's run through this. Let's, yeah, sure. Let's so we are better this. than TikTok in three major ways. Number one, gamification. Who's the most extreme? Do you think TikTok's going to tell you that? No, I, I think they should be hiding that sort of content. Honestly, Tech Talk will tell you. Tech Talk will be all open about it. Our, our hearts on our shoulder here, hearts on our sleeve. Um, so gamification number one will tell you who's the best. Number two, uh, of course, as as we know, uh, TikTok has been accused of harvesting data, um, and in some some extreme cases, extreme cases uh, has has been uh, accused of, of of somehow sharing with the Chinese government. Um, here at Tech Talk. Uh, you know, we take your data. We'll show you what we're doing with it. We'll show you the graphs. You're an important part of our of our work here. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. We appreciate all of your data, um, and we'll show it uh, with sort of like emails that say how grateful we are. 
the, the the pitch is this this is an incredible pitch you've come up with for 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 your, this this TikTok. And number three, I think this is this is where we're really shining, um, and that is with collaborations. We are we are developing our collaborations. At, do, do I hear relationships? Is it um it's relationship season? I don't think you heard that. Um, so what we're doing is we're harvesting relationships. Uh, we are partnering with some of our major, uh, our, you know, our major channels are the people that use our service to try to make it better. We're listening to those people um, and we're working with them to make the best entertainment, the best content we can. Um, so here's just one example. We have a budding, a budding channel, and this is currently our, our most popular channel. Currently, uh, uh, Tech Talk has uh, just about 10 million users around the world already. I have a hard time believing that. How many of those are bots? And they're all they're all watching uh, one channel called Swank House, uh, and this is of course a group. Uh, you know that we we want to make sure that everybody can see the the great the great works that Swank House has put on. Is this is this a the, a is this a group of influencers? Yes. This is the picture. I believe this is a still from the film Lords of New York or Gangs of New York. It's, it is not a still from the film Gangs of New York. You are incorrect, Rowan. No, that's Swank House. No, yeah, this is a... Uh, well, I'm not... You I'm know. just reading what I'm seeing here on the screen. Uh, uh, you know, in the are media... Are these extremists? These are, yeah, I can confidently say these are extremists. Well, least, oh, wait, wait, wait. And they are high, they're high-level extremists at that. Um, they, have a, they have a huge kill count. <laughs> um, and some awesome content. Uh, Swank House is, of course, both their name. Um, but it's also... Uh, it's also Number two, the house that they live in is called Swank House. They all live together in a house called Swank House. And number three, it also describes their aesthetic, um, which can also be described as Swank Drip, um, which is the act of, of sort of dressing up and just being swanky um, in sort of turn-of-the-century attire. I don't know what I, I I don't know what I expected from any of this. They uh, so you want to know what they do, Rowan? Uh, I I suppose we have the time to fill. They are pioneering interactive, uh, sort of the interactive element of improvisational entertainment, mm-hmm. uh, and they're they're pushing it. Come on, say to, it with to me the to extreme. the extreme. Hell yeah! Yes. Um, they go out, they talk to and interact with people, and let me just say, uh, if there's three things you're going to do, number one, you are going to laugh. Number two, you are going to be inconvenienced, and number three, you're going to think. So the project, this whole project, uh, uh, Tech Talk, is still in beta. Uh, we have partnerships with, uh, with with Swank House. We have partnerships with the with the Dewey Boys, uh, another popular channel. We have uh, uh, partnerships with uh, Let's Break Some Computers, that awesome uh, that awesome uh, username on our on our site. Um, and we're gonna change Tech Talk in whatever way you want us to. I'm, I'm clicking through these photos now, of these individuals. <laughs> I'm clicking through these in, these photos. These this. This is these appear to be actors. This is Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, is it? Are you implying that Leonardo DiCaprio is a member of Swank House? <laughs> Do they not have promotional images for 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 this group for our show about extremism? Honestly, that's that's a good point, Rowan. Leonardo DiCaprio. I, now, I was just gonna say these are more in the spirit of Swank House. But it is very, very likely that Leonardo DiCaprio is a member of Swank House. So if we wanted to access this this purported extremist content that you are hosting on your service, TAC, TAC Talk, yes. how, do we, how do we access TAC uh, Talk? Well, you email us at awcyfm at gmail.com. Right. And, uh, and, and just drop us a line or, uh, or of course, uh, go to eurekacast.org. 
um, and send us a line and tell tell say hey hey Kai we want to be on the service and I will send you a download link. <laughs> Getting apps to access extremist content through the email. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Kai. Thank, Thank you so much for that. Rowan, you're absolutely welcome. All right. So uh, we've reached about the halfway point of the show. Um, and, of course, it would not be a um, – we would not be returning in true form if we did not have a uh, a mid-show segment. Yeah, absolutely. The, the much-lauded, the much-loved mid-show segment. And I know what you're asking yourself. Is it going to be another Feynman Files? I'm waiting bated breath for another Feynman Files. And the answer is, unfortunately, no. Not yet. Not yet. Instead, but we do want to recognize another historic figure from science. Absolutely. Instead Excuse of, me. A highly, um, a highly acclaimed researcher, mm-hmm. um, someone with over a, a hundred patents to their name. A sexy, sexy man. And we are, of course, um, going to be celebrating the life and works in our mid-show segment of former president of the American Chemical Society, Thomas Midgley Jr. Absolutely. Former president, American Chemical Society. Uh, and and a great man, uh, and we're going to be asking. Uh, well, we're going to be asking a very important question uh, from him. Of course, as we know, this is the man that is a man that uh, back in the day he invented lead gasoline uh, as a as a worker at at a, the GM General Motors uh, company, um, as well as I believe Freon. Yes, the um, the the refrigerant. Um, and the question today is sort of a way to honor the memory of this of this, this individual. great man who's had an awesome impact on our environment. And the world as a whole. Uh-huh. Um, the question is, how did he pass away? How did he die? And the options are, um, number one, he died in the car crash of an experimental vehicle. Maybe not a car crash. Oh, I shouldn't have said anything. Let's just say he died in a crash of an experimental vehicle. Mm-hmm. That's option number one. Like some sort of hoverboard. Did he die of chronic lead poisoning? In truly in an ironic fashion. A man that went the you know, he died the way he lived, having fun. Number three, strangled to death by his own invention. Um, and I will say, um, I would count suffocating from a gas as being strangled by your own invention. Just throwing that out there. And, sure. And number four, he was found murdered in Miami. Perhaps by some sort of ice pick. Now... We're going to leave you with this question as we take just about a five-minute break. So we're going to return at 8.35. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, will, I will say, uh, Rowan's not going to tell you this, but the answer is hidden in the question. Now, I just want—I just want to say also that um, Jeopardy. Um, when when we do when we come back when we come back um, we'll actually be we'll we'll talk about what we're supposed to talk to talk about which is extremism extremism just the, as we've been doing the 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 deeply threatening divisive um, simply horrifying threat existential threat to All civil society. <laughs> <laughs> And we are back. We're back. Welcome, uh, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, Rowan. Welcome back, Kai. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So today, um, and our inaugurable, inaugurable, excuse me, in our inaugural our return, 
are inexor- it is inexorable that we shall return. Now, it, for our return, we wanted to start things off uh, with a mid-show memoriam. Absolutely, uh, and, and the answer to our mid-show memoriam. We did. We we want to come to our the answer to our mid-show memoriam. We wanna we wanna give praise and thanks and respect to a man who died a long time ago, who did great things, who who did um who changed, science, changed the face of um chemical and mechanical engineering. He uh, made he was one of the men that I think uh, made chemistry uh, the sec one of the sexy sciences it is today. Yes, and that man was Thomas Midgley Jr., uh, the former. President of the American Chemical Society, multiple award winner mm-hmm. in the fields of chemistry and mechanical engineering. He's up there. He's in- up there rocking. Inventor of leaded gasoline and Freon. Yeah, he's he's up there. He's rocking out with Richard Feynman and many, in the band and many many other heaven. patents. And unfortunately, um, he has passed away. Of course, it would not be a mid-show memoriam if that were not the case. But the question was, um, what? Was the cause of his death? What, what, of what? His untimely demise. The year that he became the president of the uh, the American Chemical Society is the year that he passed away. Unfortunately, and, and it goes to show um, that sometimes it's best to just go out on top, you know. Um, <laughs> yes. So that his so that he, you know he he never had an opportunity. To ruin his legacy, to mm-hmm. to to destroy his um his his body of work. Any case, so he the, lived the, fast and died. He left a sexy corpse. So the question, so 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 the possible answers to the question of how this individual passed away. Uh-huh. Number one, the crash of an experimental vehicle. He was a mechanical engineer sure. after all, and did work with automobiles. Chronic lead poisoning was our second option. Um, makes sense. Tragically ironic. Number three, strangled to death by his own inventions. Once again, over 100 patents in his name. Might as well have been a, 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 a sci-fi novel. Could have been any one of them that led to his demise if it was number three. And number four, found murdered in Miami. Um, he loved Florida. He did, as we know, he loved Florida. He sometimes felt the need to go out to somewhere where there was less pollution due to his, uh, you know, his constant, uh, constantly being around lead and lead gas. And and other solvents and, and you know, all sorts of... Um... A chemist is, uh, you don't know the true appreciation of clean, fresh air until you've studied chemistry. That, that I, there are no truer words have been spoken this episode at least uh-huh. so what do you think kai um how do you think um thomas hindley i'm sorry thomas midgley jr passed away what do you think it was well, here's okay you want to i i have my own yeah i have my own theories most definitely so l- l- listen to what we're talking about here this is a man he's on the top of his game he just was elected the president of the american chemical association who's the man next up in line the vice president? Sure. Who is who is that? I'm not I'm not sure. Neither am I. But I think I think that man murdered Thomas Midgley in Miami. American Chemical Association, this is a this is a uh, is a, a very you know, 
It's a very political very, organization. It's, it's Byzantine. There is a lot of backbiting it's slash like, stabbing that takes place. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's, you know, it's uh, chemistry, as you said, it's one of the sexiest scientists, but it's also one of the most clicky scientists. It is, yes. It's very easily to run, very easy to run afoul of some of the egos that you find in chemistry. Look at, look at Breaking Bad. And, and, but, but, that really happened. Unfortunately, no. The answer is, um, well, I suppose fortunately, in a way. Um, <laughs> unfortunately. I, unfortunately, you are incorrect. Uh-huh. Um, but, and fortunately, he was not murdered um, by another individual. He went out um, as he lived, um, an inventor, a consummate inventor, and was strangled to death by a um, series of pulleys and uh, waivers he was, that he had concocted to be able to work from his uh, his bed. He yeah, he went out as he lived, uh, struggling to get out of bed. Yes, um, and as a fun little piece of Thomas Midgley Jr. trivia for the the midge the midgeheads out there is that yes he uh, in, in order, order to, to demonstrate in order to demonstrate the safety of leaded gasoline he did once uh, pour it all over his hands he then held the bottle up to his nose for one minute and proclaimed that he could do this once a day. Every day, and he would be totally fine. Unfortunately, he did have to go to Florida for a number of years after that to recover from the chemical pneumonia. So there's the Miami connection. Unfortunately, he did suffer from lead poisoning a lot over the course of his life. Um, But, you know... Sometimes you got to do what you got to do in the name of science. That, and that's that and that's is, all what the, all this was about. Truly, as we've said multiple times, he went out doing what he loved. Yes, contributing to the body of science. Uh-huh. Um, but with that out of the way, we yes. are in the second half of the program. Today's theme being the new face of extremism, or just extremism. And uh, last. Uh, we just heard from Kai with a very uh, interesting concept of, of uh, extremism, in, in both modern and its place in the world. You know, thank you. Thank you. And I do, I do like to consider my takes to be somewhat uh, original. Yeah, uh, original would certainly be one way to describe it. But but let's 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 get into this series. Let's do it. Let's talk about. Let's s- hear what your bug what what bugs up your butt, Rowan. Well, yes, and that bug up my butt is extremism. And I'm going to do something that I don't think anyone has done. Um, We have certainly never done it on the program. Uh I don't know if it's something that has ever happened on WLPN or Twitch for that matter. All right. I got the dump button ready. And that is that I'm going to come out as a victim of extremism. (laughs) I don't don't see what's so funny about that. I don't see what's very funny about that. I'm a victim. you're a victim of extremism. Of extremism. Yes. In our own city, our city of uh-huh. Chicago, on the southwest side, I was targeted simply because tar- I was out and about and looked like an easy victim. Now, I will admit, I am not the most physically imposing individual. You know, I, I, I oftentimes have been have been called a panty waist. I've been call, called a a, a a little boy by by some individuals. But but most of the time, you uh-huh. just you just um, keep reading your book. And are drinking your your cappuccino and and it, it passes it passes by. Uh-huh. Keep but, licking but, your lollipop. But not not this not this time, no. Because I was uh-huh. surrounded by a number of youths, extremist youths, when I was out having a picnic at the Canalport Park, sipping on a chateau. I don't see what's so funny about this, Kai. 
I don't see what's very funny about this at all. Were you having? Were you with people when you're having this picnic? Or I, was it a solo picnic? I, I was a solo picnic with little Miss Parsnip, one of my kitty cats. Just one. If you bring out more than one, sometimes it gets hard uh. to find them after the fact. I was sipping my Chateau Gumby. This Pinot, is mid- Pinot, Pinot Rouge. Mid sip. Mid sip. These individuals come over to me, and the words they hurled at me, I will not. I will not repeat on air. I don't think Great. legally I would be allowed to repeat them on air. <laughs> but suffice it to <laughs> say, Come they on. did not leave me alone until after I was in tears, well into tears. You don't and even want to share I, just one of those were one I, of those. Um, Come on, just share the, the the least offensive. They called me a Nancy. A Nancy. They called me a Nancy. That's uh, that's really something. The point being is that after I dried my tears. Yes. I knew, I knew that I was the victim of something new, something heinous, something insidious. Wait, wait a second, R- Rowan. You said they 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 surrounded you. They called you Nancy, among other things. Among other things, um, I cried. You cried. I cried. Which was their fault. Yes. And this, uh, this is. You're saying that this was this what you just described. Was extremism. I couldn't think of any other word to describe it. When roves of um, when 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 miscreants rove through the city unchallenged, um, just just uh, committing acts of of uh, of all sorts and making people feel unsafe. I don't know what you would call that. Uh, people that aren't that haven't been, um, you know become people who haven't been radicalized who aren't extremists don't go around bothering people trying to have wine with their cat on it on a nice summer's day and uh, so i i dedicated uh-huh. i said i said what I, did you as say? a scientist Rowan, as a what did scientist you, say? you know social sciences is not my my field but i figure if the social scientists can do it i could do it <laughs> so i decided that I would them. get to the bottom of this, uh-huh. and what I discovered was shocking because these individuals, these 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 uh, these these children, these these, these, these individuals per- perpetrating these heinous activities, were not your run-of-the-mill white nationalists. They aren't your run-of-the-mill Islamic um, extremists. They're not even your incels or sort of your online extreme. <laughs> Type of individual. Yes. This is something totally new. This is a completely new and, as far as I am aware, unheard of phenomenon in extremism uh-huh. that I have decided to call vest culture. That was yes. a very long pause. We are going to talk about vest culture. Vest culture? Vest culture. The An emerging extremist threat and something that I have been personally victimized of. Like the clothing? Well, that's just one of their signifiers, but we'll we'll get there. We'll get we'll get into this. So so who are these vest heads, as I've been calling them? Well I don't know. They, there's there's a lot of sort of I assume of, people that wear vests. They do wear vests. They do wear vests, among other these, things. And they commit these, acts. These kids were wearing vests, is what you're saying? Yes. They called you Nancy. Among other things. Among other things, yeah. So these vest heads, they're 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 young men, generally white, from my observation, uh-huh. somewhere between eighteen to thirty-five, perhaps uh-huh. younger. 
Um, but, but I have been seeing a lot more diversity lately in my studies, and, is and that's really I've important. Is I've implanted myself with the vest heads. <laughs> so, wait, so we're not. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I do believe that their motivations are not racially motivated so once again these are not your run-of-the-mill extremists uh-huh. they have some other um some other uh, agenda that is clearly not along um those sort of lines sure but i have noticed that they do organize themselves into these terroristic style cells um and that's and that's that's truly the most horrifying thing is that they have these groups where they come together and sure. they're bouncing this extreme energy maybe. off of each other you know one Public person parts. does something extreme and they bounce it off to another person and they do a little <laughs> thing that's extreme too and they just bounce it around and they have all of this energy and they they sort of organize into these uh-huh. cells um where they do this and they rile themselves up sure. they call themselves troops they're, they're sort of <laughs> squads, gaggles. Yeah, you're saying, These you're are saying all... they're, they're passing energy. They pass energy to their teammate who passes it to another person. Maybe they're all standing in a big circle. I believe it is some sort of spiritual affliction, personally, but mm-hmm. um, I didn't want to get into that side of things for this presentation. I uh-huh. wanted to keep things as grounded as possible when I am describing the eminent threat of vest culture. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also, I've noticed, usually associated with underground sort of musical acts and subgenres, sort of music you might not be familiar with if I, you were I, not I, exposed uh, to other sort of extremist uh, philosophies uh, and extremist areas Ron, online. I'm familiar with quite a few um, amount of uh, music. Well, have you heard of, for example, ska? Ska? I've noticed them listening to a lot of ska. They're associated with ska uh-huh. acts. Um, this pop punk as well, Pop punk? okay. Um, I, I've never heard of these prior to to Rowan. You've never po- heard of pop punk? I try to avoid that sort of music. Green Day. I like a more sort of a more sitar groove sort of um, rap rap music. I've noticed as well. There's a okay. lot. They listen to a lot of rap music. This particular okay. uh, subculture. What kind, of, what kind of rap music are we talking about? Is there's is this rap music? Is there more than one kind? Uh, no. Are you it's an only- extremist guy? Yes, that would, that would, not, yes, I would consider myself an extremist. They also, um, another example of underground musical sort of acts that they listen to, I've noticed a lot of uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's <laughs> Hamilton. This is show Th- tunes. This was something I was not aware of until I, once again, sort of went undercover, embedded myself in <laughs> one of these troops. They they, they, they keep mentioning this, this Lin-Manuel Miranda. I don't know if they're getting orders from him. I don't know if he's some sort of apocryphal figure to vest culture that leads them to sort of, you know, do these acts. But I, I don't know. I just heard it. What's they, so f- I don't understand what's so funny about this guy. Uh, are they, are they, this is, this is have, extremism today. Rowan, this is American Rowan, extremism. Questions. Are they constantly referring to like some sort of director that they're getting orders from? I'm starting to wonder. You, you seem to know an awful lot about Rowan, this guy. Rowan, here's a question. Do they seem to be giving themselves like strange nicknames like Zip or Zap, maybe Zop? I really don't like where this is going, Kai. We're gonna. I'm. I'm, I'm a little keep worried. Keep going. Keep going. I'm. I'm very interested to hear how you invested yourself in this. So, so uh, let's. Let's. Um, so we. We know sort of what vest culture is. What the the vest culture people look like. These. I. I, I struggle to say people. These. These. Um, these criminals involved. These extremists <laughs> these involved. These young in vest men. These college aged people. So what are they doing? You know, because clearly I can, I am, I am, I, I am a bit of an empath, and I can tell uh-huh. that That's you are. I always said that about you. You, you are 
ex- you are said have a, a, a fair degree of skepticism about what I'm talking about and the seriousness of what I'm discussing. I can tell that because I'm an empath. Uh-huh. I have that ability developed. Um, <laughs> Rowan, so I'm, gonna, you, I'm, I'm here to answer your question. Okay. Um, and that is all sorts of heinous activities. Public intimidation is one thing that I've noticed a great deal of. Is something that they engage in. Uh-huh. The, the, this, these members of vest culture, these vest heads, large spontaneous gatherings where numerous of these cells slash troops slash gaggles uh-huh. come together in a public place as sort of a display of power, um, sort of an extremist oh. act into itself, sort of a way to say, there we are surrounded you, uh-huh. we are working in concert, uh-huh. if we so choose, we are legion, we could do any number of extreme activities. That's one thing that they do. Parkour, for um, example. Sometimes song and dance in public. I imagine it's either some way of communication between multiple troops or, or once again, just a manner of intimidation of sort of singing. Like a getting, chant? Uh, chanting, um, you know, call and response. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I could, Goose stepping. I, I tried to understand the iconography of that, but it was just too dense for me. Um, Harassment campaigns. Another thing I noticed um, from vest culture, something that I was victimized through vest culture of harassment, um, sort of grabbing people off the street and taking them into their sick games Mm -hmm. um, or just mockery, pointing and laughing and and, and sort of making gags, making people feel less like a man, less like um, less safe in their own uh, homes and parks. They came into your home? Acts of aggression as well. Um, I've noticed a lot of these vest culture types have weapons, usually canes, um, sometimes chains, uh, uh, you know, uh-huh. um, various things that I assume are for fights over territory. And if you look here, we can we can actually see on the PowerPoint, if you go to AWCYFM, you can see some examples of vest culture um, that I've managed to find digging through the most foul you parts found of the internet. You people wearing vests, yes. Is that steampunk? So, so let's talk about vest culture iconography. Um, obviously, it's vests, vest wearing. That's the nice one vest. big tell. Um, they can be denim, leather, knit sometimes, <laughs> often paired with hats. I see a lot of hats. And you might be thinking, just baseball caps? Just a run-of-the-mill took? No, no, no. These are very special hats. Backwards. They are sometimes <laughs> backwards. Uh-huh. Flat caps, sort of your newsy caps. Top hats, soft caps, sometimes with a feather. Perhaps a fedora. As well as high top sneakers. This is something I've noticed in vest culture. Uh-huh. And so we've talked about who they are. Uh-huh. We've talked about what they do. Uh-huh. We've talked about how to identify them. Once again, as an empath, I know you might be asking yourself, you are, not might be, I know for a fact you're asking yourself, You're doing Kai, a cold reading on me? What do they want? Uh, it's, I mean, that's a great question. That Rowan. is a great question. And after embedding myself in a local pocket of vest culture for the last What's, few weeks, and this I can't answer. Like a community center? A, I really don't like where this is going, Kai. I'm I just really, asking, I, I, where, I, where, was yeah. this cell, where is this cell that you infiltrated? What do they want? What do they want? We don't really know. <laughs> Chaos. Um... Supremacy, new choice. a voice in the darkness. New choice. Maybe they don't even know what they want. Uh-huh. Maybe it's just for content. The most frightening possibility 
of them all. Uh-huh. So let's talk about um, real quickly because we're running at the end of the show. Let's, I, I just mentioned that I embedded with a group of uh, vest culture, a troop of vest culture. Uh-huh. Um, in fact, the troop that had so ruthlessly attacked me really? during my picnic. And they didn't I, recall you? I happened to have a vest from an earlier time period in my life that I put on. You're I put on my, my finest jeans, <laughs> my nice knit sweater, uh-huh. as well as a backwards White Sox baseball cap that was a gift. Um, <laughs> and I attempted to go infiltrate. And I was able to get there for a few hours and sneak up close and get a picture of this group <laughs> that I have titled the Clean Collar Crew. I don't want to oh, use their real names. I cannot. Um, I don't want to publicly dox anyone who I do not know as an extremist. Rowan, I don't look- want to dox any I'm of these people. This- they are scary. They are dangerous. <laughs> Rowan, and I'm, I'm looking worried. At this I'm very worried about what these people would do if they knew that I had named them. This is this Rowan, is I think as I much of a picture one. as I'm willing to to offer. What's that? I think I saw this one, Rowan. I th- I th- I think you've been Swankhoused. I think these are the members of Swankhouse. And you've been following along the members of did they all sort of live in live in one house together? Well, they were they there was a spot on the southwest side where uh-huh. I would see them sort of squatting and doing military excuse me military style drills yeah. situations. And they would always have somebody with a phone sort of directed in in their direction. Yeah, and, and, surra- go- and surrounded by impressionable young people yeah. as as they expose themselves to this extreme extremist content. Ah, Rowan, you've just been swankhoused. This is Rowan. This isn't. This isn't that bad. You know these people, Kai. You've been swankhoused. You're all over TikTok now. Kai, these people assaulted me once, and then when I attempted That's just to, when I attempted to document this no. information for the police, there these young impressionable people. You should have heard the words they used. You should have they, Nancy. Uh huh. That was the least. I wish I would have just got called a Nancy. I was in fear for my life did they from tell this you, clean collar crew. Did they, did they this tell quote you swank house. I don't. I won't. I won't even dignify that uh, with an answer. Rowan, this is that's just swank house. Well, it's it's all good. Well, there you have it. Two ideas on what the new face of extremism is today. One that is um, comical. And, uh, you know, portrays the issue as something to make light of and uh, one that treats it with the seriousness that it deserves. Um, you know, make your choice. Um, be safe out there. And, uh, and shout and out I, to Swank House out there. If you see You're listening, if you see these members of this extremist cell Swank House, uh-huh. I would turn around Follow and Swank House on tech. Don't. On TikTok to see great to see great videos of Rowan in the background with his uh, with his knit vest sneaking around taking pictures. Well, well that's awesome. That's wonderful, Rowan. Uh, I think about it's about time for us to move on to uh, to a new form uh, a, a new part of our show. Uh, well, we're revisiting we're revisiting a uh, yes a part of our show which we like to call the uh, science of success. Um, so as science tells us, success is a muscle. You need to work out, isolate it um, uh, in order for it to grow. Uh, but how is the question? Well, we've collected some of the most scientific theories proposed by real success engineers out there on the new media, and we're excited to share them with you in the segment we call Science of Success. Um, so let's talk about this one. Uh, it was found on a, uh, on a notable success engineering website, uh, LinkedIn. 
Yes, a source of all sorts of interesting um, information mm -hmm. and, and, and takes. perspectives, takes. A, uh, a science, of course, like we see here. An excellent networking tool um, for you know, those of us who do not want to meet our colleagues in person. And this one from a, uh, uh, from a, uh, a notable success engineer uh, is, is titled uh, Interesting Interview Hacks. Um, and it's by a, an unnamed, I do not have the name of this person here, but it is by a, an interesting person on LinkedIn. Uh, hacks for interviewing and making sure that you have the right uh, the right you're interviewing the right person uh and it's, it's titled In interesting interview hacks interesting interview hacks we used early on to filter uh, for specially driven people right attitude read right attitude number one rain the candidate at 8 a.m crew request interview early risers two scheduled telephonic interview uh first round in parentheses at 11 p.m late workers Number three, got a, the candidate to do a detailed business case. Real world thinking. That's it demonstrates real, real world thinking. Number four, got the candidate to spend six to eight hours in the office. Culture and patience. Number five, did in-person interviews at 9 p.m. Long working hours. And number six, uh, regularly did Sunday interviews. Extraordinary commitment. And then finally, number seven, uh, for <laughs> for outstation candidates, ask them to show up the next day, and this of course demonstrates hustle. Kai, is this at all similar to how you were interviewed? I know that as a, as a member of a, as a tech worker, sure. This sort of uh, this this seems sort of uh, is this sort of thing normal? Um, well, see, here's the thing: uh, it wasn't when I was interviewed, uh, but when I was interviewed, I made sure that changed. I'd like to end the show with a reading, a, uh, a little poem from uh, Samson Hart, written in 1929, uh -huh. the last cowboy poet, as a matter of fact, uh, so named by his, uh, his uh, sort the of shrinking West. his contemporaries. Um, and he wrote this. Where has the calm gone? Is it lying by a tree or is it floating in the sea? No, the calm is not here for it has been gone. Many a year. Giddy up. Eureka Cast Now is thoroughly vetted, fact-checked, and meditated upon through the support of the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Science beneath the Yards campus out of the south side of Chicago, Illinois. We are broadcast every Saturday evening, 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on WLPN LP 105.5 FM Lumpin' Radio. And simulcast live on twitch.tv slash awcyfm at that same time. If you'd like to get in contact with us, please follow us at EurekaCast on Twitter and Instagram or visit our website at EurekaCast.org. That's right. Listen up, citizen scientists. Check us out. Leave us a react on the book. That's facebook.com slash EurekaCast. Of course, as Rowan said, share us on that gram. That's EurekaCast on Instagram. Uh, and let's get ratioed over on Twitter. EurekaCast there as well. Dropbox our email at awcyfm.com. Uh, WCYFM at gmail.com uh, and leave us your top kecks and share with us any epic gamer moments. Um, and of course, if you leave us a hashtag uh, EurekaCast, I will be reading the top comments on our next episode. Is that, uh, is that a good idea, Kai? Yeah, so this is, uh, so, and now it's time to end our show, as I always do, uh, with our uh, with our shout out for this week, the person that somebody that reached out hashtagged EurekaCast um, and they said this on the, uh, on the social medias. Uh, this, of course, goes out to uh, a user 
uh, Lighthouse for my mother. Uh, user Lighthouse for my mother who said, Glass is an excellent material. Hashtag RikiCast. Uh, and that's our show. Is that a good idea, Kai? Is that is that really what we want to be doing? We want to just um, we want to have you know people on Twitter coming on the program to talk about. They're not things. coming on their program. This is I, it's just a wild.